I can barely contain my excitement. Oh my God. This lady in front of me, Mary Henderson, she's my my hero. She's my queen. She's my all-time favorite LinkedIn content strategy, personal branding expert. And I'm just like so honored to have you here. And today we are discussing how to bulletproof your personal brand. And raise your hand and let me know how many people you actually know who are really active on social media, but they are not able to monetize their personal brand. And I think we all know quite a few, probably also including myself. So today we are going to discuss Mary, her amazing methodology, and to really uh, help us commercialize our personal brand so that we can have more income and more impact. So we are live on LinkedIn, on Facebook, on my personal page, on my public page, and we are also live on Periscope and YouTube. So we have such an amazing global community and let us know where you are joining us from, social media wise and geographically speaking. And we are all in for a treat today. Super, super, super excited. And uh, so I just want to take a few seconds to introduce Mary. As I mentioned earlier, she is an internationally recognized personal branding expert. And uh, she has the perfect personal branding methodology, which is what we are going to discuss today to build our personal brand and the business to create more income and more impact. And so before uh, Mary becomes a personal branding uh, coach, and she has worked in the corporate environment for 18 plus years and building personal brands and businesses for others and herself and grow them into multi-million dollar businesses. And uh, I have been following Mary for... I don't know, maybe a year or so on LinkedIn. And I love her content and uh, I have learned so, so, so much from her. So today, Mary helps driven uh, experts and entrepreneurs like us to unpack and define their expertise into a personal brand so that they can position themselves uh, as authorities within their own industry. And uh, uh, Mary also has her own podcast, very active on LinkedIn. You should definitely follow her on LinkedIn. And uh, I'm just overall honored, excited. I don't even know what to say, but thank you so much for being here, Mary. And welcome to the show. Well, hey, you are so beautiful. The way you've introduced me, I feel like a super rock star right now. So <laughs> thank you so much. And I am honored to be here too, because I have been following you. And I think that we have just such a high mutual respect. And, you know, at the end of the day, that's what it's about, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yes, totally, totally. But oh, wow, we have so many people joining us live right now on LinkedIn and uh on facebook and on and on periscope on different places and let me know if you have any question send them in the uh in the comment section and my dear friend peter from uh, the uk and he is actively uh, monitoring uh people's questions and comments on different social media platforms so if you have any question that i missed please feel free to tag peter i will show his name on the screen in a second and uh, so excited. Do you want to add anything to my very, very brief? You have this, this, this much, <laughs> uh, like bio, I kind of condensed a little Just bit. A little bit now. <laughs> so do you want to add anything uh, that I missed to my very brief introduction, Mary? 
I think that what I'd like to say, and, you know, maybe this could set the stage as well, is, um, you know, I have found the love of my life and it's not a relationship, but it's actually what I do. And, you know, and, uh, and I want to set this as a context because, you know, what I've been able to do is, um, merge the three loves of my life, which is obviously personal branding, uh, it's digital and it's social selling and in sales. And that these three things have, are my is what I've always done in terms of my career. Mm-hmm. And to actually merge them together is very, very special. And, you know, and I always talk about, you know, you've got to solve complex problems before you can even think about what your personal brand looks like. And I think that, you know, that's, that's, that's really what I, what, what I bring to the table. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. And I just love which you, you, I'm sure you will mention later during our interview. I just love your holistic approach to personal branding, to business development. And uh, I think we need more people like you in this space to talk about this, not just getting like wealthy and, uh, or happy or whatever overnight. Exactly. Vanity matrix. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So uh, I kind of introduced you earlier, you know, you worked in the corporate and uh, have also helped so many other businesses grow into multi-million dollar businesses. So reflecting on your journey, and maybe you can share with us three key factors that helped you get to where you are today. Um, I think that's okay. I think that the first thing that I want to reflect on, and this is what you and I were talking before, um, for me, the game changer is not about what I learned in corporate. There's skills that we acquire. All of us, all of us have skill sets, which is, you know, which is critical. For me, I it was self-reflection. I actually feel that when you can take time out from the chatter, the noise in the world that we live in, or the hamster wheel, um, and just be able to stop and self-reflect, I think that that is a very uh, important mm-hmm. aspect of life that most of us never get to do. And um, you know, fortunately, you know, when I when when I had my digital agency and I merged that with another company, it gave me an opportunity to actually stop. And I did take t- one year off the outside world. I literally closed the doors. Mm-hmm and decided to go in. And that was very, very, very confronting. Um, And it was courageous because I just said no to friends, uh, the material world. I didn't go shopping. I got rid of my credit cards. I mean, I really, really just gave up that life to find out who I am. And um, so I think that that really is, for me, the impetus to why I... um, approach life the way that I do. My philosophies, as you know, are very, or some people would call them radical, but I just call them being completely and utterly human and true to myself. And I think also uh, the other thing about um, that I learned, and I think this is a really important aspect, is that in corporate, especially, we're all running from the basis of a job a job title or a job description, which really doesn't serve us at all. And um, I discovered for me that I had to step out of that eight-hour mindset and bring into the mix who I am outside of that eight-hour mindset. So my network 
was became a very critical part still till this day in what it is that I bring to the table. And I think that we forget that your network, the people that you can reach out to that can help you, guide you, open a door for you, or just be a sounding board for you, is absolutely fundamental, whether you're in corporate or whether you're an entrepreneur. So I think that, that, that those two things for me have uh, served me very, very well. But I think that they play a very, very uh, pivotal role in uh, in the in in, in, the entre in entrepreneurship. Oh, I love this, and even personally for myself, the last two years I have grown a lot. And I used to be, you know, like working long hours, hustle, 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 hustle yeah. like all of that, everything external. But the last two years, there's one thing uh, that I did, which was very different compared to what I used to be uh, many years ago, which was like, I go, I started to go within to really discover uh, who I am. I did the inner work. So I, I so resonate with you and I can't wait to talk more about this. And you mentioned, I, I, I kind of like professionally stalk you. So I watch, you have a very nice uh, webinar, which I'm going to share the link in the comment section in a few seconds. It's called uh, Six Figure Expert. That's your hashtag. And so in that webinar, you mentioned you didn't start to really understand the power of a personal brand until 2012. And so maybe you can share with us a story. What was the trigger? If there's a story that you can share with us that really helps you discover, wow, this thing called personal brand is so powerful. So share that story with us. I discovered personal branding. Actually, I came face to face with it in year 2000. And um, it, that was when I was really starting to uh, become, you know, stepping in, stepping up the corporate ladder. Let's just leave it at that. Mm -hmm. And um, I came face to face with a position that I held um, managing a very large uh a client uh, for the company I work for. So I've come from a traditional IT background. And um, and then I, I came face to face with personal branding because um, of my, as I always use my story, the red snake skin boots that I wore, mm -hmm. walked into a lift. The woman who was supposed to have a meeting with me didn't show up to the, to the meeting. And so when I left and I walked into the, uh, the, the lift with my red snake skin boots, she was so... Uh, interested in my red snake skin boots. And I looked at her and I said, is your name such and such? And she said, yes. And then we, um, and, and, and I said, well, you didn't show up to my meeting. And she said, well, that's because we're pulling all of our business away from you. So there was no point in me showing up. And I said to her, are you going downstairs for a coffee? She said, yes. I said, well, why don't we have a coffee and I'll tell you where I bought my red snake skin boots. And that really set the stage mm -hmm. for me to understand. It wasn't personal branding at that point. I What I understood was the power of having a like-minded zone, the conversation starter. And this is all about storytelling. And the conversation starter for us is our like-minded zone was fashion. That was our commonality. And she actually, from that, from that, from that lift scenario, I left that, um, that coffee and I realised two very profound things. One is that, oh, my God, I can actually make these my shoes as my brand signature in the IT industry, being a male-dominated industry. And also, if I can solve this complex problem, which I will, I'm going to position myself in the IT industry 
as somebody that can solve com very big complex problems. And that's what I did. And for years, I held on to that position. And that's when I started to understand the power of personal branding. And I converted my, and then I started uh, being noticed and I got headhunted by an American company after that and had a very big role and very big sales team of which I we ditched our job titles and our job descriptions and we all became specialists. And that was my approach. And so I didn't want to limit my people to being, being eight, an eight-hour version of themselves. I wanted my team to be who they are in their natural state of being. And it's not a coincidence that I didn't have one person that left the company in the four years that I managed. And number two is that they were just unstoppable. I matched who they were in their natural state to their portfolio and no nobody left. Nobody left because why? Because they came to work and they could be themselves every day. Mm -hmm. So that's really when personal branding started playing for me. But in year 2012, when I went into this, uh, um, this, this inner work and um, I decided to uh, engage two very... Um, uh, important mentors that weren't in the self-help space, but they were rather, you know, in philosophy, in the understood the emotional body. And it was throughout this process that I took this 12-month sabbatical of mm -hmm. from the outside world that I actually realised as uh, through the process that, that my mentor uh, took me through, he was a professor in philosophy, this is when personal branding started to become... Mm -hmm my methodology, I could see that I had an algorithm that I thought everybody else had, but this is when the actual emergence of my methodology, if you will, of personal branding became alive. Oh, yeah. I love this, like uh, quite a quite a story. So before I ask you my next question, I want to give a quick shout out. We have uh, quite a few people with us. So here's my friend. I want to let you guys know uh, Peter, so you can find him on different social media channels. And uh, if you have any question that I missed, please feel free to tag him. And uh, so Brian Showman and uh, Yasmin, Anton, Nick, and uh, on different channels, and uh, Mike, Tim, and Toyo, and Macy, Casey, Kendra, Queen, Gary, and so many others. Thank you so much for joining us live, everyone. So I love what you just uh, mentioned. So can you please define personal branding for us? I remember you mentioned that you have kind of a different definition of personal branding compared to other people. So define that term for us. Yeah, I think it's a really good question. I, I think for me, it's not about getting famous quick. And I think that that's a very important distinction. I think that what a lot of people uh, connect personal branding with, for example, their LinkedIn profile or, you know, storytelling or being authentic and, you know, just sharing stories about anything. Um, I don't believe in any of that. I think that that's sort of mm -hmm. kind of, you know, it, 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 it it's, it's there. I understand you have to be authentic. Of course you do. For me, if you can't commercialize a personal brand and you can't solve a complex problem to begin with, how do you become a personal brand when you can't you 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 don't understand what what it is that you do, who it is that you serve, and what it is that you promise? 
So those three things for me are very important when I'm talking about personal brand. Overarching all of that, it has to be commercialized. If you can't commercialize your personal brand, in other words, your personal brand is the business. You are the business, okay? That's why I say if it can't be commercialized, what are you, why would you waste so much time on social media um, trying to get famous? For what? Like, it just doesn't make sense. So for me, personal branding is the, you are, the human being is the business. That's where the, the starting point is that. And then from there, we go to the next part, and that is, I am very clear on what I do. I'm very clear on who I serve. I'm very clear on what complex problem I can solve. And I'm incredibly clear on the promise that I can make. These are the aspects of critical moving parts of personal branding. And it's interesting, I, because most people that I work with, they can't articulate in one sentence what I do. They cannot. So mm -hmm. if I was at a dinner party and I asked somebody, what, what is it that you do? Most people will give you a 45-minute version of what they do. You know, when, when you're a business, when you run your, your life, uh, your business, when, you're, when you run yourself as a business, you're seeing things, you're posting things, the, the, you're strategic and, and you're very deliberate in all the moves that you make. Let's just use an example here. Um, that I'm actually using today in my keynote. Let's look at the Kardashians for a moment, okay? I don't support the Kardashians. I'm not interested. But what I am interested in is the fact that here is personal branding on steroids from the standpoint of being very strategic, very deliberate in every single move that they make, okay? Mm -hmm. now, now, I actually think, that a lot of people think that that is what I want to be. That's the aspiration for a lot of people. But when you're an entrepreneur and you're running a business, a coach, a consultant, a SaaS business, whatever it is that you're doing, you have to be able to answer those four questions. This is what I do. This is who I serve. This is the complex problem I can solve. This is what I promise. And that really, for me, um, you know, sets the stage for personal branding. Oh, I love this. And as you are talking about this, because I remember you, you talk about this on LinkedIn. And as I was trying to describe what I do in one sentence, I struggled. It is not as easy as we assumed, which also means that many of us don't have an exact clarity, you know, a high level of clarity on our service. I want to challenge. We have quite a few people join us live right now. I want to challenge the live audience. So enter in the comment section, use not five paragraphs or five sentences, but one sentence to describe what you do. And maybe we can share a few of your answers, share with Mary to see if we actually understand the, the service that you are doing. What do you think, Mary? Yeah, great idea, I. Very good idea. And I think yeah. some people overcomplicate it too. So simplify, that's the key. Totally, totally. Simplify to amplify. I agree. Yeah. And uh, I, I think uh, like, well, like even during uh, before we went live, you and I were talking about, you know, which was also something that I noticed when I just started, particularly my journey on LinkedIn. I noticed there was tons of fluff. 
So I don't know if this question is politically correct, but why do you think so many you know influencers are like kind of really famous on social media? I think even there was an article talking about some of those influencers on Instagram. They were trying to sell T-shirt. Only six people bought their T-shirt or something like that. So why do you think? So many content creators or so-called influencers, they're not able to monetize their personal brand. So what are the missing links? What are some mistakes that they are making? And if you can share with us. I, I think that's a very important question. <clears throat> I think that a lot of people are, um, I mean, let's just backtrack for a moment. When we're looking at, when I'm looking at a personal brand, I won't work with anybody, anybody if they don't have expertise. So that's the first starting point. And in an area that they know for sure, you have to know your area of domain inside out. Mm -hmm. So um, when I get approached by influencers who want uh, to grow their personal brand, most of the time, even if there is a level of expertise, there's a little bit of everything. And that for me is very difficult to work with. I, mm -hmm. I have to work with somebody who at least meets that 5,000 or 10,000 hour rule. I actually use that as my benchmark because it's even though um, a lot of my clients are experts in their domain, they do have a lot of angles that they can come in from because most people say to me, I'm an expert in so many different things. Mm -hmm. And most people are not experts in a lot of different things. Most people are experts in one, maybe, maybe, maybe two things. And I call everything else a value add, right? Mm -hmm. So it's like I don't call myself a digital uh, marketer and a sales expert, although that's a big chunk of my corporate career but overarching all of that is personal branding it's simple i commercialize personal brands full stop that's it right you, it, it 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 you understand what i'm saying with those words so i think that a lot of people on social and i see a lot of this on linkedin um because they haven't actually understood what is their area of expertise and what problem that they can solve? That's where the confusion comes in. And I think that especially on LinkedIn, there still is a lot of opportunity mm -hmm. to be seen and be heard because it's not a platform. It doesn't have uh, even a billion people on there. It will become a pay-to-play game. There's no doubt about that. You know, 12 to 18 months' time, I am certain that LinkedIn will be a pay-to-play game and mm -hmm. that's where the playing field will change. So influencers, influencers who are essentially uh, sharing and selling air, you know, I, how do you monetize air? I don't know, you know. So the point being is if you do want to grow your personal brand, you really need to understand those four components. What 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 is your area of expertise? What problem can you solve? If you can solve a problem and identify who your market is or your target audience is, then you can match them. And then the language around that needs to be around that. I get criticised a lot because I always, as you probably have heard me, always say, just stay in your lane. If you mm -hmm. stay in your lane, there's enough business in that lane for you. And what I see is people divert. One minute they're personal branding experts, the day after they're social selling, the week after they're SaaS experts, and then they're storytelling experts. Oh, and then let's not forget about video marketing as well. So, okay, which one are you? So... 
Hence, there's no consistency. Personal branding requires consistency. So if you stay mm. in your lane and you're consistent, you will be recognised as that expert in that lane. I don't understand what is so what what is wrong with that. Why would not we? Why wouldn't we want to stay in our lane and be recognised as an authority in that area that we know for sure versus being a little bit of everything? That's not an expert. That's not a personal brand. That's noise. Oh my God, this is so true. Cause that's how I started my social media journey. One day I was talking about like food, cooking, and then like I was literally all over the place. And boy, my business did not grow. But every single day, I was so busy. My husband's like, "What were you doing?" I was like, "I have no time to talk to you." Every day, I'm sitting in front of my computer. And now I have finally gained some、uh, momentum and freedom. So I love this. And we got quite a few、uh, answers from our、uh, our live audience. So thank you so much for for sharing. And thank you to Peter. For、uh, gathering and copying all those、uh, answers, so I'm going to show a few. And Mary, let me know what you think about, and give them some tough love. Okay. <clears throat> okay. So here is from my friend、uh, Macy, who used to be my student、uh, many many years ago. And、uh, so, can you see the screen, Mary? Yes. Yes. Okay. So this is what she、uh, she wrote down, and I tell organizations stories through thoughtful. Mission-driven audience engagement on marketing strategies.、Uh, that's Macy. I'm so proud that you've actually been able to articulate that specifically、um, on social because it is very, very hard. But what I would do is where you say I tell organisations. Be specific on what type、I、of organization. So, is it a B two B? Is it an SMB? Is it enterprise? Is it Fortune five hundred? So, really narrow it down. The more clear you are, the more your audience will actually stop and hear you because it's like you're talking to them. So, I would actually just really refine. What type of organisation is it? A software organisation?、Um, is it an FMCG? So really be specific on the organisations that a you're an expert with, or you've worked with, or b、uh, you enjoy working in a specific with specific types of organisations, and zone in on that. That's that's the first thing I picked up.、Um, story.、Oh. Yeah, that's what I would do. I would if you could focus on that. You're just taking it to a whole new level. Oh, I love that. Yeah, exactly. Definitely gives me more clarity. So here's、yes. another one from my dear friend Jeff Hunter. Thank you for joining us, Jeff. He's an amazing—I don't even know—seven, eight-figure entrepreneur himself. So this is what he does: build personal brands for founders and CEOs who are ready to leverage their business achievements to become the influencer in their industry. Well, I think Jeff, you know, is is clarified it very very clearly. We can relate to it immediately. I know exactly what Jeff does. So to me, that there's no、uh, there's no hidden agenda there. I, I completely understand Jeff exactly what you do because he's clarified it. So、mm -hmm. excellent, love it. I love that. Yeah, good job, Jeff. And so here's my dear friend Vicky. So she uh, helps. Uh, She helps us、uh, to relieve anxiety for small and mid-sized business leaders who need marketing. Dot dot dot. So I relieve anxiety from small businesses,、uh, business leaders who need marketing. Yes,、um, I understand exactly、uh, what it is that you do.
Um, I would actually, Vicky, if I was you, maybe just play around with your promise. I think that your promise needs to be a little bit more prominent. Um, the promise is really important. So you end with the promise. Even though you say, uh, I relieve anxiety for small and mid-sized business leaders who need marketing, I would add in there um, more of a promise because follow the sequence. This is what I do. This is who I serve. And this is what I promise. If you can follow that sequence, it just, it, it makes it easier for you to articulate it whenever somebody asks you what it is that you do. It's, I still think there's some words missing in that. Yeah, I think that's a great point. I want to show people, you know, I help yes. blank to accomplish, you know, get yes. to where they are. So because exactly. people buy better versions of who they are. So I think you yes. want to show that. Yeah. Exactly. So uh, here's one from my dear friend, Arsalan. Thank you for joining us. So he helps organizations transform from where they are to where they want to be. Okay, Aslan, this is really confusing. And the reason being is that, first of all, I can't relate to you. You're saying organisations. Um, what type of organisations? That's the first thing. Mm -hmm. And when you say where they want to be, where they are to where they want to be, well, where are they right now and where do they want to be? So tell us, be very specific on their pain point and what the promise is again. So cl clarify your, the organisation. So what type of organization and where are they? What is the pain point and where do they want to be? What's their dream? What's the outcome that they're looking for? That I would, you need more, you need to do more work on that. It's too light. Yeah. And I, even like based on what you mentioned earlier, where they want to be, I think I want to see something more specific. I love how you have this six figure, like it's so clear, yes. right? For people yes. who want to get to that level, benchmark level. Yeah. Correct. Correct. So here, this one is so short. Kimberly, thank you for joining us. I create genuine leaders. Um, again, I think it's just too, it's too broad. It's mm -hmm. what type of leaders? You know, do you create keynote speaking leaders, uh, social media leaders, uh, um, C-suite leaders, corporate leaders? What type of leaders? So I think that, and also, I don't think that you can create leaders. I don't believe in that. Oh, I think that, I that. that that's that's that. It's it's too um, narcissistic. And also, unless you've got a proven methodology um, that's tried and tested, and you've got uh, you know high level leaders that have got four thousand testimonials where you have actually uh, uh, delivered that, I think that you need to break that down. I create genuine leaders. The word create, I don't. I don't think it should be used. And also with leaders, break it down. You're better off focusing on the pain point of a leader first and what you promised that leader at the end. That's what I would do if I was you. Oh, I love it. Yeah, we'll do two more and then we'll move on. So this one from uh, Jesse. So concentrating on local businesses and more importantly, individuals, as we are here to provide advice, support, Rich decisions. Yeah, it seems a little bit confusing to me. Jesse, Jesse, I'm so confused. You've got to break that down. Follow my formula. This is what this is what I do or we do. Uh, this is who we serve. So you're the client, and this is what I promise. And if you can just follow that sequence, you need to break that down. I have no idea what that means. It just I'm completely confused. And you find you may find that you're getting a lot of confusion as well. Now the thing is that if you can't get your positioning right 
and your proposition right, nothing else will work. So you can't do lead generation, can't do your content strategy because it's all confusing. It's all over the place. Awesome. The last one, I think this one is from uh, Vicky who only showed part of it. So marketing dot, 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 and the sales, but don't have the resources or budget to hire a full-time employee. Okay, I see. Um, <clears throat> okay, I, 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 I think that it works. It might be a little bit wordy, mm -hmm. uh, but, but I, I do understand through uh, that sentence uh, who you're serving. So I like it. I just think it's a bit wordy. So try and just try and condense it. We're so used to as human beings to throwing words in. The, the longer, the more intelligent I look. We don't need to do that. So just true. make just make it short and very, very clear because the brain can't cope with too many words. Just bring it down and concise because what happens is that the brain then can take in the information and process it much more easier. Oh, I love it. And even like when we are when we're talking about them, I think if you can just ask a friend, if this friend feels confused about like some of them, I don't even I don't definitely don't know as much as you do. And I feel like, wow, this is so confusing to me. So maybe we can just like because we are so involved in what we are doing. We don't have that fresh perspective. So sometimes maybe just give yourself a shout out on social media. And that can help. So I want to really dive deeper into the four elements that you talked about. Uh, I think this is a very unique methodology that I don't hear a lot from other personal branding coaches. So can you kind of really dive deeper into the four elements and give us a brief, quick overview of each element, Mary? So in my personal branding algorithm, uh, so I have 24 moving parts mm -hmm. that actually need, every one of my clients has to go through the, the moving parts because what happens, I, so many people start at lead generation, you know, and I want to, I really want to talk about this for a moment, if I may, because this is where the danger zone actually mm -hmm. is. Let me just say this, the lead generation should be the effect of the cause. So your personal brand, unpacking, refining, defining, and understanding with absolute ease what your brand proposition actually looks like and sounds like, that must be step number one. Once you have clarified that and unpacked that, then you can move on to part two. And that is where you are uh, you have to unpack the complex problem that you can solve and not just unpack it, but actually design your methodology around it, the frameworks, if you will, of how you actually are going to take your, your client from start to promise. What does it look like? So because we're not too much um, it, uh, knowledge is not what people are looking for. What people are looking for is at not it it, it, it it there's too many coaches that are pushing knowledge. It's all education based. It's all you know words, 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 words. And you know what? We can actually get uh, a lot of information for free. You know, just mm -hmm. by me going on Siri on my iPhone. So we have to create methodologies that are bespoke to the way that we can solve a problem. That's the first thing. The second thing is, that's the second thing. The third part of the equation 
is then uh, understanding what your digital uh, your digital assets looks like. So your lead generation, the sales funnels, all of the things that you need in place so that when you get to the fourth part, which is social selling, you have an automated system in place that actually can provide massive value to the prospects that you're picking up along the way. So these four parts are really important. The lead generation component, which is the last bit, which I call social selling, can't even be considered or can't even be a consideration unless you get these three things out of the way. It just cannot. And the reason for that is because, number one, that fourth part requires a very strategic and deliberate content strategy. You need a content wheel that matches the complex problem that you can solve. Why am I going to go on social media and talk about cats and dogs if it doesn't actually serve what I actually know for sure? I've just wasted a post. Like who's got time to be posting 40 times a day? So my view is be very strategic and deliberate. When you get to the social selling bit, that's when the content wheel comes into it. Understand what does that look like so that you understand what it is that you want to talk about and be known for. That's the key here. And, and then your, your lead generation machine matches that because you're constantly using them together. You're, you're giving value. Um, and in the social selling side of it, which is, you know, where we use social media to position ourselves as an authority, here's the thing that we must understand. You don't have uh, a second chance. The point being is that we need to touch our prospects at least 30 times just so they can get to know us. Mm -hmm. Then another 30 times just to get to like us. And then another 30 times just to get to trust us. There's 90 days right there. So mm -hmm. how are we doing that? By wasting time and posting on things that don't matter or that don't match the problem that you can solve, you've just wasted two, three, four days on junk where you could have actually spent those three or four days posting on content where you're providing massive value, 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 value to your audience that it's suddenly you that no like trust just flows because they just start trusting you that you're the go-to person in that area uh, that you know for sure. Oh, I love this. Actually, I, I watched so many videos from you. I actually took a screenshot of kind of this a process do you mind if i share the the screenshot so everyone can get up for yeah. the visual learners and uh, let me try to find it yeah but i agree with you of what you shared oh oh actually uh let me uh hold on hold on let me the it's actually a comp uh it's a picture i don't know if i can okay i have to figure this out. i don't know if i can share this right now hold on give me one second um see can you guys see this or no yes or like, i can see that yes the oh the steps yes oh that's perfect so this is i think i think from some video mary has so much valuable content on her website so definitely like so many videos i think i took this from one of the videos this is the website yeah 
yeah, this is what you're talking about, you know, the different like steps and uh, in which is like many people start here. That's just yeah. what you're talking about here. Yeah. I will definitely enter the link to join the webinar. So make Thank sure you guys check this out, which is which is great. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's that's exactly right. So those four parts are really fundamental. I think that a lot of people miss the first two and miss the last one and they're just stuck on lead generation. I mean, it's just mm -hmm. ridiculous. So you can't grow your business and you can't commercialize your brand if those four elements, those four moving parts are not implemented. So yeah, I, I, I love this. Now I want to uh, talk a little bit about your content strategy. And I remember maybe a few months ago, I received an email from you because I subscribed to your uh, email newsletter. And then you mentioned in that email that you used to be really active on Facebook, spending yes. lots of money doing Facebook ads, this and that. And it seems like you are shifting your focus to LinkedIn. So explain that to us. So it's now LinkedIn the only place for you to generate leads, uh, to, to grow your business, to do personal branding for yourself? I think this is a really important question and especially for coaches that are listening to this uh this live uh interview um i spend a lot of time on facebook now let me just say this i i'm a technical person you know i ran a digital agency for seven years i had a very big team you know so digital for me is my second skin and facebook advertising also is something that was became very natural to me because i understand you know algorithms so therefore you know the way that the whole system you know is set up is not difficult for somebody like me so here i am spending a lot of time creating a lot of ads on 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 facebook um i have also invested a lot of money on mentors and coaches and um actually dennis you was the one that actually really taught me how to use facebook the way that i think you know it wasn't like all the digital guru marketers were teaching it dennis comes from a completely different angle and dennis is very much about content first and then you know you uh then you uh, advertise so i learned a lot of facebook um the moving parts actually from dennis and his team um facebook was interesting i all the ads that i did and the investment that i made I attracted a lot of leads, and I mean a lot. I'm talking hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds, week on week on week on week. I would get strategy calls booked uh, every single week. I was busy, but I wasn't converting. And I started to think that there is something wrong with me. There has to be something wrong with me because mm -hmm. nobody actually wants what I have. And so I... Uh, this is only about uh, 12 months ago. I was really, really, I was, my, my business was doing okay. It's just that I wasn't growing at the speed that I wanted to grow. Mm -hmm. And also I had this, um, I have this amazing resource. You know, I want to, I want to be able to educate. I transitioned to LinkedIn. I took everything that I learned on Facebook and I thought, what have I got to lose? Nothing. Mm -hmm. So I tried I brought that intellect over to uh, LinkedIn and honestly, in the first week, things just started moving and I just, wow. I stuck to my guns. I just decided that I was going to create unbelievable content. That was my vision. These, this was the lane I'm going that I will only stay in. These are the categories that I will only talk about and 
I'm going to predominantly focus on video because I like video. And, um, and therefore, what have I got to lose? And then my content has been viewed in under 10 months, uh, about 2 million views. You know, like I'm thousands and thousands and thousands of likes. And, and what I love about... Yeah, you didn't even mention like paragraphs, paragraphs of paragraphs. comments. It's yes. not like, yeah, I agree, I disagree, but like... That's, that's paragraph. So the engagement is what blows me away. It's not emojis like good work, um, good one, or, you know, you nailed it, you know, all the typical answers that people give. This is really about dialogue real dialogue and i think that that's where the magic is so for me my business has grown uh, i from inbound leads but also i have a very 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 strategic social selling strategy like it's very deliberate so both of my content and my social selling strategy are actually connected again mm. all very strategic and and deliberate i mean on my content wheel so my content is I have a 90-day content wheel. So I have 90 days wow. of content ready to go at any given time. So I know who I need to connect with and I know what I want them to see. So it's all very very aligned. So I'm not on, on LinkedIn, you know, hoping for the best. I'm not reactive. I just get on, do my thing every day, you know, uh, answer uh, the comments, comment on other people's posts, that's it. It's really, really very straightforward. But LinkedIn has changed the game for me profoundly, profoundly. Yeah. This is like, this is incredible, guys. That's why Mary is here giving us this really valuable lesson. I just shared the link to join her webinar. Make sure you check out the link. Yes. And so can you give us an example of how you are integrating your content calendar or content strategy with social selling? Because I really love how you have all those like video series. It is very intentional. I can definitely tell. So if you yes. can maybe give us yes. an example so people who are not familiar with your content, they go, wow, this is how this is what you mean and how you are actually implementing this. I see uh, anyone on social media as running their own TV show. So the way mm -hmm. that I see myself is that I have a media company and my TV show is called Mary Henderson and that TV show produces weekly episodes. So the TV show has a, a topic or a title for the week made up of five videos or five, it doesn't have to be five videos, it could be five text posts, it could be uploading documents, whatever you feel is right for your audience. And that's the other thing, don't just create content for the sake of it create content that your that your that your prospects or your clients like to consume in that format understand that that's a critical part for example if i'm targeting uh, uh um academics i'm going to be producing a series of white papers because i know that that's how they'd like to consume content i is that right <laughs> that's so outdated that's why i left <laughs> Um, but the point being is that oh my I see my, so I see my 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 presence on social media as a media company. My TV show is called Mary Henderson, made up of five episodes each week, and then I design what those what the series looks like. And so every week for you know ninety days, I've got this series figured out. What I do is I then dedicate one entire day 
and I record as many videos as I can in the series. And think about it. These are one or two-minute videos. These are not, you know, 15-minute videos. That's right. And so um, what happens is that I and, – and the other thing is all my videos are unscripted. There is no script. All I do is I sit in front of my camera and I have a, uh, a, a, a just a, a, a white sheet, an A4 paper, and with with thick texture, I'll have the five the names of the five episodes, and, and I just start talking. That's it. And so then I cut them all up. And then I have a template on, I use Camtasia to edit my videos and I just drop the video in, cut it up, let, you know, export it, done. Then I do the same for the next one. So it really is about understanding how you see yourself on social media. Mm -hmm. And for me, I see myself as a media company um, and my TV show is called Mary Henderson. Or here's another one here. This is a document. This is another series that I do. This is this is very well received. This is this gets the highest reach, these documents. These get 30, 40, 50,000 views, which is Incredible. crazy. Yeah, and the and the engagement's very high as well. Um and okay, I quick question. What did you use? Because one of my questions, I love watching and reading through your documents. So what did you use to produce to create those like amazing documents, Mary? Canva. Canva. Oh, really? Okay. Everything for me is actually. Sorry, 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 guys. No worries. Okay. We're so live. Oh my god! You should see one time my cat was here. I'm trying to turn this thing off. That's terrible. Thank you. Sorry about that. Sorry about oh, that. Don't worry. I just use um I just use um uh, uh use um, I'm gonna just turn it off. Um, I use um uh Canva. I use Canva for all my documents. In fact, oh. I use Canva for everything. I actually use Canva for everything. So if you want to, yeah, so Canva and Camtasia are my uh, other resources I use to um uh, edit my videos and also create all of my posts and my documents. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah, because I, I know I haven't really used the documents feature and I heard great words about this, yes. like in terms of engagement. I'm definitely going to give this a try. It's really, really, really a fantastic way to get your message across. Um, and it's very visual, as you can see, and it uses all my branding colors. Um, if I may just mention as well, uh, I, and I think this is a very important point, you can see in all of my videos, these are the colors I use, the mm. pink, the white, and the dark purple. And this is my part of, this is my branding um, color palette. So I never divert from these colors. So, and I think that if we are serious about, um, mm. you know, leveraging our personal brand, we also need to be very serious about how we show up as a brand in the form of colors, visuals, words, even font. Um, and so I'm really strict on that because just because if I am a business, I need to treat myself as a business. If you go into, if you work for a corporation, they all have a, a branding palette. So this is really, 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 really critical. And um, I feel that um, yeah, it, it, it's a it's it, it's an important part of personal branding. Uh, that's so great. I know uh, Jeff Hunter was here. He talks about this. You know, every brand has a color. Every color has a connotative meaning. Yes, For me, yes. my brand color is right because this is my personality. I just love it. Yes, and yes. how did you choose this color? I'm just curious. Um, 
when I go through um, in my personal branding algorithm, we actually have a process of how we actually do this. And um, yes, and so it's a really important part, actually, um, because the colors really need to really match your persona. And um, Mm. pink for me is... um, I don't know why I chose pink, but I just, I just, I, I, that particular pink, um, but it really is a reflection of um, the total reflection of the persona. Oh, I love this. So many great points. And I know we're short on time. I want to take one more question from our uh, live audience. And so this uh, question is from my friend Yasmin, and she's joining us live from LinkedIn. Thank you. So she asked, how do you convince people the value of personal branding and to actually invest in it, especially those who don't like to put themselves out there? Um, Okay, so I don't think that just investing in a personal brand is enough. I think that you can go and buy a $199 course that can actually show you how to do that. I think that you have to understand that if you can't commercialize it, then it's not a personal brand. So it's just a nice title on LinkedIn or, I don't know, just being able to, I guess, just say I'm a personal brand. I don't know what that means. But for me, it's really not about that. It has You have to be able to go through that process that I just explained that we just went through, which is the four moving parts. You're a, you are a business. When you're a personal brand, you are a business. Therefore, you should be able to solve a complex problem supported by a methodology or a framework that you've designed that can take your customer from start to promise. Then you can position yourself as an authority on social and because you've got content that's specifically around that Mm -hmm. problem that you can solve and also around uh, the, the framework that you've designed, which essentially is your methodology. So personal branding alone is not enough. It's meaningless. Because this is where the, the 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 other two parts, which is the the methodology and the social selling, these three things have to merge together. Otherwise, it doesn't work. It's like you've got one part, you've got a car with one wheel. That's how I say it. Yeah, yeah, I love this. Love, love this. I saw some questions. I also want to go back to what you mentioned earlier of this. You actually plan out your content, ninety days content, like. Yeah. Like, how do you do that? Do you just like sit down like one day today is my content creation day? I can't even like mentally conceptualize that. Um, Well, because it's a part of my business. So LinkedIn for me is a very important aspect of my business. This is how I get my clients. Um, You know, in the last 10 days, I've had signed up 10 new, uh, sorry, in the last 10 or six new clients. That's all come from LinkedIn. So, of course, I'm going to be uh, strategic and deliberate and show up every single day because my prospects are on there. Um, and so all I do, I, is it's a part of my marketing. You know, I'll sit for a day and that day I will spend as my task um, that I'm going to plan out the next 90 days. And it's it. Honestly, it's as easy as getting an Excel spreadsheet out, seriously, and just going, okay, you know, uh, January, February, March, you know, uh, I'm going to be posting 20 um, posts in January, 20 in February, 20 in March. I don't do weekends. I just do Monday to Friday. Okay, what does week one look like? What does week two look like? But they all, all, all come down to my promise 
And also, more importantly, it has to be mission-driven. So if you're a personal brand and you're not driven by mission and legacy, you're not a personal brand. Okay, you're just you're just an employee because an employee has a mindset of what's in it for me. A personal mm -hmm. brand mindset is the, I am on a mission. I have to get my message out into the world because I'm so passionate about it. I'm driven by it. I know I can solve problems mm -hmm. and I want to get it in front of as many people as I possibly can. So that's the distinction when you know somebody's for real and somebody's for not because they have no mission. If you haven't got a mission, what? why are you doing what you're doing? Oh, I know you we didn't even have much time to talk about this because I think one of what differentiates you from many other uh, personal branding coaches is you are talking so much about this mission, which is really our yeah. calling. You know, going back to what you mentioned, the very first point is this inner, this inside journey. And right. I love it. Like for me, like my calling is education. So I I think you really give me lots of great ideas and even like motivation to really plan out my content. I don't do much. And so, yeah, thank you for sharing that. Yeah. You're welcome. You're absolutely welcome. Yeah. I love what Peter mentioned here. Okay. So I know you'll have your keynote today. And so where can people learn more about you and uh, like, or work with you? So share with us, I share the webinar link in on the different social media channels. So any other ways that people can discover you and work with you, Mary? Please connect with me on LinkedIn. So if you just search for Mary Henderson Coaching and connect with me and you can access all of my content, obviously, every single day. Um, if you're interested in understanding how I can potentially help you, please feel free to send me an email, mary at maryhendersoncoaching.com. So I think those two things are people can get in touch with me and, you know, let's start a dialogue. You know, I'm very, as you know, I, I give a lot away. I don't hold back. Um, you know, I'm all about uh, educating people so that they can actually start their journey on the right foot, not on the wrong foot, mm -hmm. because there's so many people selling noise and there's not enough substance. And I think that we're at a point now where the new disruptors are rising and I consider myself and yourself a disruptor and those disruptors are not holding back. They're actually saying, look, if you, and, and, and proving that what it is that you bring to the table by just giving, 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 take it. I don't care. I don't, I, all my competition, download my information, go for it. I'm very happy for people to do that because at the end of the day, my job is to be 10 steps ahead. As I always say, I'm already working on version 5.0. What you have is version 2.0. So I don't care. It's really about giving and being okay with that because I think that when you're mission-driven, um, you're willing to give because at some point that prospect could become my client. And that's my vision. That's my, that's my philosophy of life. Why wow, such an, an abundance perspective, right? As opposed to like scarcity. Yeah. I love this. I know I can just talk with you about LinkedIn and content marketing, content strategy forever. This is such a great episode. Everyone, if you joined us late, make sure that you check out the replay. And I think we all have homework to do for me <laughs> to actually plan out my content calendar. So for next Wednesday, the same time and same location, and we have 
Uh, actually, one of my LinkedIn connections, oh, where did she go? Here, Lori Wang, and she's actually based in London. And we are going to take a break from LinkedIn. We are going to talk about Instagram. So she's a really uh, uh, Instagram star. I'm really honored that she's coming to the show. So we are going to discuss everything related to Instagram. So I hope you guys can join us. And thank you so much again, Mary. This is great. I. I thank appreciate you. you. Yeah, and thank you, I everyone. You. Thank you. Thanks, everyone. Thank you. Bye. See you next week.